has to fight, nigga. All oh, my life, ah. Uh. This is Speaker Talks for April, broadcasting live from Stankonia. Uh, the theme for this month is music makes you proud to be black, because I think that music in general has a, it can get really personal and emotional in ways that you don't expect all the time, and so sometimes you'll hear a song that'll just trigger something in your head that you had never really thought about or you know confirm something you'd been wanting to believe for a long time. So I'm here with my two usual illustrious guests. Uh, Jamila, you want to introduce yourself first? Yeah, sure. So hey, guys. My name is Jamila Rouser. I'm a writer, community builder, and overall fangirl. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Short and sweet. Um, this is Julian Lytle. Uh, I make stuff. And that's why I keep it at, because I do too many things at this current point in life. Making stuff is the easiest way to say all the stuff that I do. I feel ya. But uh, so, what do you have? What do you have for us this month? All right. So the theme is the, is this music that make us proud to be black. Uh, I had to I had to sit with this one because like I go through periods of like having like negative emotion, almost like non-existent emotion, like Data mm-hmm. in Star Trek, or just like very minimal. So it's like when I think about music that makes me feel black or even proud to feel black, I always think of music from the 60s and 70s. But even maybe like the last thing was maybe, let's say, Fight the Power. But when um, Tepimba Butterfly came out, I was really surprised at the, the style of, that album, at the, of the album in terms of what it was dealing with, in terms of existential blackness in America at the time with seeing like, you know, Kids getting shot, black women getting shot, black women... Oh, everybody getting killed by the police, right? So, when I first heard the album, it was good. And then, like, my ears went to All Right, which is then when I figured out it was produced by Pharrell, and my entire soul instantly likes everything he makes or produces. But it was something about that song... And how it was speaking to like a sentiment that was going on throughout the entire community currently in America. And what really, really turned me on to the song made me think about blackness was when I saw people marching in D.C. In that summer and they were singing that joint in the march. To me, I was like, I haven't. I haven't seen stuff like that. I only see stuff like that in like film clips from like you know when you watch Eyes on the Prize or something, mm-hmm. or anything about you know the Civil Rights Movement and the way they would sing, you know the the Negro spirituals, or um, some music that came out in the '60s like James Brown, like I'm Black and I'm Proud and all that type of stuff. I think really, and this and this says a lot about Kendrick Lamar. And it says a lot about, you know, the collaborators working with. This is a lot about Pharrell. That they were actually able to make a new black, like, movement spiritual song. And it's not overly, like, Christian, I'm going to church, I'm on the pew. But it's still, like, there's a whole part of the hook where he's, like, praying. And it's just, like, it's the, like, the hook is the only like, I haven't been that impressed at, a, at like, a younger generation of people than when I saw that. I was literally, like, dumbfounded. I was like, well, damn. Like, 
I'm not that old, but I was like, damn, the kids is all right. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was weird to see, you know, in that specific space because it knocked me flat on my ass and my brain. I was like, okay, like now more than anything, I I believe in Kendrick Lamar more than than any time before. Other times before, you know, people were like, oh, he's the future, he's the future. And I was like, okay, this moment, what he did with this, and the way I see people react to it, even old folks could get down to the to the hook. Like, you know, like it it was it was saying a lot, and I still think it's it's interesting. It's a song that even when you hear it now, um. It still hits the same way. I can see the evil, I can tell it. I know it's illegal. I don't think about it. I deposit every other zero. Thinking of my partner, put the candy painting on a Rico. Digging in my pocket, in a profit big enough to feed you. Every day my logic, get another dollar just to keep you in the presence of your chico. That that all right is 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 the cut. Like that's that's the joint. That's the joint that if I have kids, I'll be like, yeah, y'all gotta y'all gotta hear this, and we gotta like I gotta explain some things to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I feel like we've had protest music but not a lot of protest anthems if that makes sense yeah like the 60s was full of things like all right i feel or maybe not full, yes. but there were more examples overall yeah this um reminds me of like a modern version of we shall overcome because it's the same sentiment of like you know we'll get over this we're gonna be all right and it was this is a super important song for me for the last, I don't know, several years because I remember hearing it for the first time and like probably crying. Um, it is like an, a very, a very emotional song for me because it just brings up everything that we go through and are going to continue to go through until who knows when. Um, and it's just what I needed. To hear, I needed to hear that we're going to be all right. I needed to hear it from us. And, um, and I, I just, I just love it. It's just talks about how we've been through a lot of shit. We're going to keep going through shit, but we've, we've gone through it. We've gone through it. We've overcame and we're going to continue to be okay. And we got each other. Uh, it's such a powerful song. Like there's so much power in us. And this song really, I think, exemplifies that. Yeah. And I think it's really kind of a, like specifically black kind of stubbornness to be like, yeah. no, like we're going to be all right. <laughs> like there's yeah. just something in there where it's, um, it's like how Jay-Z says, I will not lose, but mm, on a cultural mm-hmm. level. Yeah. yeah. Just because we're going to be all right because that's the only option we have. Like, we can't. Yeah, what else? <laughs> what else do we got? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do y'all think that, like, Ken- like, Kendrick made this song with the intent of giving us a song like this? Or was it, like, a right place, right time kind of deal? Mm. Like, why did this song become the song? I I think when you... I think if you take the Pimple Butterfly as a whole... Since it came out toward the, the tail end of the Obama presidency, and and that weird period of um, millennial awakening to the fact that there actually has been no progress, and we're actually starting to regress into a lot of ways, that the progress that was made in the seventies and the eighties is starting to regress because of actions in the nineties and the two thousands specifically. Mm-hmm. Um. When you listen to all of To Pimp a Butterfly, 
and especially with the whole thing with everything and with that weird with that conversation to like Tupac um that whole album is about existential crisis not for himself but for an entire black generation of Americans um it's one of the reasons why I kind of feel that's his best album more than Damn because Damn is about himself but to Pippa Butterfly is about all of us Mm-hmm. And that to me, all right, is the part of the album is where he's trying to like rally himself to get through the rest of the journey. That's like the rallying point. I personally don't think he specifically went out to make a song that was going to do that. I don't think anyone expected that song to be that. That's why it was such a surprise to me. I really thought that was going to be a song that I liked, but was never going to hit. Yeah, I feel like um, it blew up after the album blew up. Yes, because everybody was talking about the, the album as a whole, but it wasn't until those people we saw a lot of marches that that summer into that fall, in which we saw people using it, and then like you know, black media started using it heavy, that it became something on its own. It's something that I can't I can't really tell unless I you know ever get a chance to talk to Mister Duckworth. But, uh, <laughs> um. But that that thing right there is pretty. That's that's how I see it. That's that's my viewpoint on on all right in this placement. Yeah, when it first dropped, it was um, it was a video before the album, right? I. No, 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 no. It, the video came out after the album, mm. but it was the um, it was sh- it was a long video. It was an extended video. Yeah, and so they cut had, the song differently too. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was different, and then they got this. It's it's, it's black and white. It was really it really hit, but like because the album kind of snuck out everybody, and I'm one of those people. I had to go talk to my friend's class about art. So like I listened to it four times that day. I remember seeing him. I was like, he's a, he's a he's an independent rapper, and I was like, yo, to people butterfly. Have you heard? It? He was like, nah. of course he had because he was teaching. But I was like, bruh, yo. This one right here is game changing, um, but it was like it, it kind of bubbled. It wasn't until the video really hit that I saw people were like, "Oh wow!" Because you know now the things the virality of a video is different than let's say watching yo. So like a video come out and then everybody shares it and then they, it hits them that way. It didn't hit like when it first came out. Everybody was still I think caught up on um, the first track that samples uh, "Every Nigga Is a Star." Everybody was just caught up off of that. Yeah. Versus all right and then but with all right hit, it was like, woo. And it's like it's a protest song that's funky too. And maybe that's that's the Pharrell mm. in it, but Yeah, yeah. Like there's something it's about genius. that. Yeah, it's just like it's so black and beautiful that it's about the struggle but you can still bop to it. Jamila, you chose uh Fubu by Solange. Yes. This song when i was thinking of like what song i was gonna pick for this solange has been on the top of my mind recently just like thinking about a lot of the stuff i'm doing with my comic wash day and how i made that really like by and for us so i always kind of reference fubu and listening to it again it's just one of those songs that I love deeply because it is literally like FUBU. Like, this shit is for us. 
it's not for anybody else to the point where like nobody but black people should be singing this singing along to the song <laughs> because she says all my niggas in the whole wide world and she says it so sweet and softly in the beginning of the song and it's like uh, it just feels so comfortable and so good to to like see the song or hear the song as like this space that is made for you and um just her kind of going through the ups and downs of what we experience as black folks. And because of that, this song is for us because of our strength and kind of our experience. Um, and like the exhaustion that comes with just simply existing as black. Um, she wanted to make something that was just for us that nobody can appropriate and that nobody can steal and sing along to. Um, I just thought it was super beautiful. There's a part in this song that makes me, like I always want to cry about stuff, clearly. Um, <laughs> there's a song, or there's a there's a line or a few lines where she talks about how she hopes her son will be proud from this song and like he'll blast it. And it makes me so emotional because it's just so beautiful that, you know, there's always kids wanting to make their parents proud but to hear her as a mother wanting to make her son proud and wanting him to be proud specifically about this song too because it's a song about like something that is for black people i thought it was so beautiful yeah. And um, towards the end of the song, she uh, sort of makes mention of how, like, you know, it's okay, white people, like, you can't sing along to this song, but you have the whole wide world, so, like, you're good. And it's this, like, sweet shade that she sort of does, like, you can't have the song, but it's fine. Don't be mad. You have everything else. So let us have this. Yeah. Uh, that's that's just why I love it so much. Yeah, one thing I like about these two songs that y'all picked is um like some black music is like a call to power, like an exhortation, like things are mm -hmm. gonna be all right, we're we mm -hmm. are beautiful, and others are just like a prayer of appreciation. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. the Solange one is definitely on the prayer side. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. it, it's just a list of like stuff that happens, like things you can yeah. relate to. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this shit sucks. <laughs> it is hard, but like we're in it together, and um, and we got this beautiful song to kind of have as our own. You rarely hear people like openly appreciating who they are, like what they are, uh, outside of like pop culture, outside of songs like this. So it's nice getting these reminders. Like, from somebody who clearly, clearly feels it. Like, there's so much love in this song. Yeah, there really is. And her album, too, there's just so much love that I feel like she's giving to us. Um, I mean, the album in itself is very FUBU. And, like, this is really, I felt, like, for Black women. And it was really refreshing. I don't know where, when it um, sort of came out in regards to, to Pimp a Butterfly, but I felt like To Pimp a Butterfly mostly was for black men, as most of Kendrick's stuff is. Like, I love Kendrick, but, like, yeah, he, he got stuff that he yeah. needs to work on. Um, yeah. 
And like all right is is more like gender neutral, but a lot of the other stuff is very like this is for black men and that's fine. But I was so happy to get to uh, a seat at the table because I felt like it was what I needed. It was for us. It was like for black healing and for like black femme healing. And um, it was just so beautiful and super timely. I mean, it, it could have came out at any time, but you know, there was those years and it's still going on where it was just like nonstop, like every single day, somebody getting shot, some shit in my newsfeed. And, um, and I felt like this sort of helped like a lot of black women, like kind of go through those motions musically with, with like her album and, you know, figure out how to heal and, and hear how she went through her own stuff and was trying to heal. And it's just this ongoing process and FUBU, like off, off the title before even listening to it i'm like this is gonna be dope <laughs> because i already know at least it is something that is for us and by us and that's it like and it's just a callback to the clothing line fubu which is just like you know super black and very iconic um of the time and it's just the saying in itself i think there's just so much power um in it by just self selfishly and and sort of like unselfishly making stuff for us only and not trying to like consider anybody else because it's that like it's this like we got to take care of ourselves before we take care of anybody else um so let's just make stuff for us yeah julian how did you feel about it like what was your take um i remember listening to album it came out uh, i think around october October, November 2016. So it came mm. out a while because it came out the same year um, her sister put out Lemonade. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because I remember when I just listened to it, I didn't even look at the title. So, like, you, when you said, like, you looked at the title, I was like, yeah, this is for us. I literally just hit play and I was like, and it was just a nice hour long journey. Mm-hmm. I remember because um, I think before that song or after that song, there's like this is the, the interludes where she's talking to Master P. And yeah. Master P is telling the story of like why he made no limit. And I was like I was like, oh damn, this shit is like super black. Like Yeah. I I literally think about yeah. like this is like I don't wanna hear nobody it's kinda like when I used to hear like what E forty said, I don't wanna hear nobody ever disrespect Hammer or like I would nobody ever disrespect okay like it, that's what it's like, like I don't want everyone hear nobody ever disrespect P again. Like and I was like, damn, this shit is super. There was like, then I, when I actually looked at it, I was like, oh, that shit called Fubu. Like, damn, this shit is actual. <laughs> like, yo, Solange. Like, it, it, it was interesting at that point in table because I think that entire album was finally the album where she was able for everyone else to see her outside of her sister. Yes. I, yeah, completely agree. And she's I at was like happy a. for her. Yeah, she was at, she's at a very different place of motherhood. That her, that her older sister is because she had her kid younger so her kid like she actually really has to think about the safety of her son mm-hmm. and she's probably had to think about it for a while when you're driving in your tennis car and you're criminal just who you are but you know you're gonna make it fine oh when you're feeling all alone um, she had a boy before before Beyonce had her son, like she has to deal with the fact she has to talk to her son about like 
seeing like Tamir Rice get shot. Like that shit is crazy. You got to think about all these things, and it's like I. To me, just like I was saying earlier with the two different Kendrick albums, it's very much between the two No Sister albums. Solange is for black people as a whole. While Lemonade was about Beyonce herself that other black women could empathize with and understand and relate to because of whatever happened in their lives. But Seat at the Table was literally for all of black people from a very black woman perspective that was that's a voice that's needed because I don't black women aren't getting enough credit with the music right now and I still haven't figured out why because they're making the best music <laughs> probably sexism <laughs> that's probably what it always comes down to. Uh, I I don't I know it might it's probably a little bit of sexism it's probably a little bit of racism probably a little bit of classism all of that yeah because but it's just like the music is the music like you know like you know we're weak from just watching like Beyonce and her family put on one of the most blackest things ever at that Coachella thing that's amazing and, and I'm sitting here thinking like hey. When she gonna put out a new album? Hey, when Solange gonna put out her new joint? Cause um, yo, it's what the people need. And I'm just know it's gonna be <laughs> excellent. Like I just know it's gonna be excellent in a, in a certain level of craft. Yeah, but like yeah. yeah, Fubu, and I used to hate on Fubu as a kid, bro. It was too bright for me. I'm from DC. <laughs> you mean like all the bright colors? <laughs> you mean like the bright colors, man? Uh, that, that's it's too showy. It's too new. I was too Harlem. It's too New York. I'm like y'all, y'all, like, y'all, Bama's wilding with these colors, man. Just oh, give me some, some darker colors, some grays, and some and some navy blues. But uh, <laughs> but I have a lot more respect for Damon John and all them and what they did, you know. Looking back, and yeah, the album is just like there's not much I can say about Fubu that, that, that you already said. It's just it's just it's a really strong song. It's on a really really strong album is basically saying it's like, yo, we're going to take this seat at the table. It's not asking for a seat. Mm-hmm. It's like, walks up, pulls up, pulls the chair out, sits down, and be like, yo, this is what it is. Yeah. What did you think, David? No, I liked it for a lot of the same reasons. And um, kind of like building off what y'all are saying about the perspective of the album, how it's like Solange as a mother of like a young black boy of a certain age. Like Kendrick, Joey Badass, uh, Vince Staples, like a lot of these young rappers have made kind of the same albums about like being black in America anxiety. Like cops hate you, the system hates you, might die young, that kind of thing. But no one's really doing it from a perspective like Solange here. Outside of maybe like older dudes like Feral Monch and probably that's about it where it's sort of a little bit more mature or just from another angle on the same struggle. Because a lot of the stuff she talks about is common in the community, but not commonly talked about in the music. Mm-hmm. And like Jamila, you were saying that part where she talks about wanting her son to bang it so loud, and then pairing that like with the uh, the line about people not believing that he lives where he lives. Yes, that's like the pleasure and pain of blackness all in one. Because mm-hmm. you know, if you're excelling, then you're clearly somewhere where you're not supposed to be. Like people don't yep. expect it. Just that kind of full 360-degree look at blackness is, I think, partly why this album hits so hard. And this song especially. Like, there's just so much to it. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just super tight to me. Like I, I really liked uh, I liked this album. The skits were amazing. I think probably the song with Lil Wayne was my favorite, but FUBU was oh, close man. number two. I was listening to that song yesterday with Lil Wayne and his verse. Ooh, that cuts deep. When he talks about wanting to commit or trying to commit suicide and he was so mad like he didn't die, I was just like, I wanted to cry for him. Um, and it was so vulnerable and so like raw that he just says that shit. Um, but I think it was really needed because a lot of these men out here are hurting and um, don't want to talk about it and like medicate with drugs and alcohol and all those kinds of things so i just thank him for that and like pour one out for that freaking verse because it's so good and it's it's really sad um but needed yeah that point about vulnerability um it it, it's a good one to close on because like bringing it back to all right that has kind of an implicit vulnerability like just the fact that you're saying like we're going to be all right implies that Mm -hmm. you're not all right right now Yes. But, you, but you can't admit it because you know it's like yeah. that old name it and claim it people say in church uh-huh. <laughs> and fubu is like you know like we're not all right but that's all right yeah yeah, yeah. it's okay to not be okay yeah because it's hard to exist <laughs> <laughs> yeah just Simply walking around and breathing is, is difficult it is it is um and there's like i've seen this said and i feel this too of just like you know, with a lot of the protesting that goes on and there's sometimes this guilt of feeling like we're not doing enough to help ourselves and each other out by protesting and things like that. But I also think that just simply existing is a protest in itself. Um, and even Solange brings it up in FUBU with like, you have to play the game to play the boss. Um, it's like we have to exist in these very like, white racist spaces in order to succeed unfortunately um but like that's what we got to do and we'll you know we'll do it and kendrick will come through and say we're gonna be all right (laughs) (laughs) which just kind of fits like really perfectly Touch.